You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Cataclysmic by Songbird Strives to Thrive on AO3. Chapter 1 It's been a long time since Olivia's been this tired. Three days straight, working to get the men who'd tried to kill her off the street. Three days without her son, without her own bed, without a real shower. That's first on the agenda. Wait, no. Wine. That's first on the agenda. Maybe not the best idea, considering, but she pours a glass anyway, and it nearly knocks her out before she can shower or change her clothes. She's leaning heavily against the island in her new kitchen when her phone rings, and then she's looking at her son's face, and he's talking a mile a minute about a game she will never understand, but for a few minutes, everything's okay. He's safe, and he seems happy, and she tells him she'll pick him up tomorrow afternoon after his last virtual class. He tells her that he misses her, twice, and the ache of having him so far away settles fully into her chest. She misses him, misses his chatter and the constant thump of his dance practice on the hardwood floor, misses his hugs and his smell. When they hang up, she's very alone in their big, new apartment, where it doesn't quite feel like home yet, especially without Noah. They've been talking through it, about how to make it feel more like theirs, about the things that feel weird and different. Change is hard for her, hard for Noah by proxy, but they've been doing it together, moving things around and settling into the first place they've both picked out. Without him, it feels too big, too empty, and she's too untethered after the past few days. She just wants to be home right now, to feel safe, and this isn't home yet. It's making her chest even tighter than it already was, constricting her breathing. Before she can get a handle on her anxiety, she's flipping all the lights on and repeatedly checking the locks, sipping her wine too quickly as she hurries through a shower. She blow dries her hair, mostly out of habit, and throws it back into its ponytail. She digs around for comfort clothes and pulls on a familiar sweater and leggings, hugging the fabric around her tired, sore body. When she realizes her hands are shaking, she goes out to their new couch and sits down, forcing herself to breathe for a minute. She's too tired to manage this tonight. She just wants sleep to come, wants morning to come. She wants to go get her son and hold him for as long as he'll let her. The first half of her glass of wine isn't sitting well, and as much as she wants the other half, she knows she shouldn't. She's too fuzzy already, and nothing good comes when her brain loses focus when she goes to that place. Releasing a careful breath through parted lips, she gets up and goes to the kitchen, intending to dump it out, but the glass slips from her hand and shatters in the sink. Their new sink. It's a white porcelain farm sink, and the wine splashes in graphic streaks, deep and red. It breaks something in her, too. 
She stares at the splatter of red liquid and broken glass until she can't see it anymore through the flood of tears in her eyes. This fucking day, month, year. Her breath catches and she braces herself on the edge of the sink, hot tears of frustration sliding down her cheeks. Reaching in, she picks up the bigger pieces and throws them away, abandoning the rest to sink back into the couch, rubbing at her face without thinking about it. Her eye is still tender, and she cries out, slapping her palms against her thighs in anger as the pain steals the air from her chest. It's too much, all of a sudden. After three days of running, she stops it. She stops, and it all slams into her. She buries her face in her hands as her shoulders shake with sobs, with the pain, and the loneliness. She lets the tears come, lets them sweep what's left of her away. She can do this. She can. She's taken care of herself her whole life, and she's more than capable. She's good at it, pretending to be fine when she isn't. She knows by now that if she pretends long enough, eventually she will be fine. And that's what she's always held on to. She's leaned on other people when they've been there, but not really, not all the way. At the end of the day, the only person she's been able to count on to save the day is herself. No one has stuck around long enough. No one has earned that kind of trust except... No. She's not thinking about him right now. Elliot isn't a nervous man. He stared down the barrel of a gun and kept his cool, more than once. But showing up unannounced at Olivia Benson's home gives him sweaty palms and makes his heart thump. It's not that he didn't try to call, because he did, but she didn't answer, and that unsettles him, makes his palms itch and his mouth dry. He knows she's at home, because Finn told him as much when he'd called, giving him a quick recap of the past few days and suggesting he might want to look in on his old partner. Apparently, Finn had offered to keep her company, and she'd refused. Typical. He checks the apartment number on his phone one more time and swallows hard as he knocks on the door. Three soft raps. As much as he's abused their practically non-existent friendship lately, she'd have every right to turn him away, and he tries to brace himself for that. He waits, holding his breath, and after a moment, he hears footsteps come to the door and pause. The scrape of a chain, the twist of a lock, and then the door swings open and Olivia is standing there in front of him, meeting his eyes right away. She knocks the breath out of him. For the usual reasons, but also because there's a deep, purple smudge of a bruise around her eye. Christ, it makes him want to chew glass. It takes him two seconds to realize she's been crying, not within the last few minutes, but definitely within the last half hour. Her eyes are red-rimmed and a little glassy, and it makes him want to reach for her, to pull her in close and shield her. She looks slight, in a way that's less about the shape of her body and more about the way she's moving, the way she's holding herself. She's vulnerable in a way he's not sure he's ever seen her, and the way she's looking at him makes the hair stand up on his arms. His lips part, but no sound comes out. He hadn't meant to come here and see her like this, 
with her edges frayed and her guard down, and he berates himself for making her uncomfortable. She must be uncomfortable. And then she reaches for him, and everything he's ever known shifts. It happens so fast, he doesn't have time to process it. The next thing he knows, her mouth is on his mouth, and she's kissing him. His brain trips over itself, starts falling, and doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when she wraps her arms around his neck and pulls him inside. It doesn't stop when she tips into their kisses and presses her tongue into his mouth. It doesn't stop when she twines herself around him and drags him deeper into her apartment. There's no thinking happening when he touches her, he'll realize later. But in the moment, he doesn't realize it. He's only along for the ride, swept up in the crushing wave that is them when they're like this. Everything goes away. The job and this shitty week and all the reasons they shouldn't be doing this right now. The only thing he knows is the press of her lips against his, pillowy and full, and the taste of her, earthy and sweet, like tea and honey. She's pressed up against his body, warm and soft and fragrant, and God, she's perfect. They're both making noises, he thinks. All of that can't just be him, or her. The stuttered breaths and soft moans, short gasps as they stumble into her living room. His hands wander into the dip of her waist and around her hips, looped to pull and squeeze her in close. She's so fucking soft everywhere, breasts and belly and ass, and it's so much all at once like this, and she's just pouring herself into his hands. His ass hits the couch with a quiet whoosh of the leather, and the clink of his belt is deafeningly loud after only concentrating on her breath, on the little whimpers he's able to coax from her with each stroke of his tongue. Her palm against his cock, warm and firm, is a shock to his system, and he wants it, wants her, wants her hand and wants to fuck her, wants to make her come and come. She's standing up all of a sudden and pushing her leggings down, and he barely has a second to grasp what's happening before she's back in his lap, pulling her panties to the side, and his erection is up against her cunt. It hits him like an electric shock. She pauses. Thank God she pauses, because it gives him a second, just enough time to realize what they're doing, how far things have gone in the space of five minutes. No, no, no. This is a bad idea. As soon as he comes out of the haze, he realizes she's shaking. They're both shaking, but she's trembling against him, breath coming in short pants against his shoulder. Live. She shakes her head, burrows in closer, rocking their hips together. She's wet, not slick, but wet enough that his cock slides against her easily. Fuck. Don't, she breathes, tears in her voice, and oh God, oh God, oh God, don't tell me to stop. We have to. That's it then. Everything is thrown wildly back into focus, and he's in control again, with his dick out in the middle of Olivia Benson's living room. He doesn't know what this is now, what the hell's just happened, but he knows they're not having sex on her couch 
while she cries into his shoulder. That's not a thing that's happening. He does the only thing he can think of, the only thing that makes sense, and wraps her up tight, guiding her head to his shoulder. Shh, he soothes, lips in her hair. It's okay. Her breath catches, and she turns to bury her face in his neck. No, it isn't. She loses track of how long she's in his arms, thinks she might have even dozed off for a few minutes. He feels good, like this. Every time she's hugged him is indelibly printed into her memory, the solace of it. It's quiet here, and the universe pauses, lets her breathe slowly and completely. It's different this time, pressed so close to his lap, with her thighs bracketing his and his soft cock against her hip. It should feel awkward, maybe, but it doesn't. She still wants him, wants to stroke him until he's hard again and take him inside. But first, she wants to stay like this, wrapped up against his warm chest, safe, just resting. She's tired, so tired. Chapter 2 She sleeps until nearly mid-morning, and he's glad for it. As soon as he'd felt her falling asleep on him, he'd carefully stood up and picked his way back through the apartment to her bedroom. She'd mumbled and sighed as he'd settled her under the blankets, tucking them around her. Stay. Whisper soft, mumbled as she'd grasped a handful of his shirt letting it pull slowly from her grasp as he'd moved away. It's enough. Enough that he feels okay to climb in beside her, on top of the covers, and lie sentry while she sleeps. He dozes off here and there, but mostly he listens to her breathe, makes sure her breaths are even and soft. He's reeling. It's there in flashes. Her hands on him, her long limbs wrapped around him, her mouth hot and insistent against his. The kissing is what keeps replaying, keeps making his body flush with the sort of warm protectiveness. It made her feel like his, he realizes, like he'd been able to claim her, and he doesn't know what to do with that. Sometime, just before dawn, while he is drifting somewhere between sleep and wakefulness, he feels her reach for him. She's burrowing, trying to get nearer to him, and he shushes her softly as he climbs under the blankets. He's not thinking, not really, just acting on instinct. She's asking him for something, and he wants to give it to her. He'll give her anything. As soon as he gets her into his arms, she settles, deeply asleep again, and he can't help but sink into her warmth letting it lull him into some deeper sleep. He hadn't realized it until she'd touched him, until they spent the night entwined in her bed. The warmth of her skin feels good, her softness, and the way she smells. There are calluses on his palms that he's proud of, earned through hours of hard work in the gym, but now he worries they'll scratch her because she's so soft everywhere. His body had reacted immediately, nerve endings singing. Yes, yes, 
Yes, more of that. He's touch-starved. His marriage hadn't been the height of passion at the end. Not after forty years and five children. They'd been comfortable. Content companions. Partners in a very different sense of the word. But he's used to a certain degree of physical intimacy. The kind that's inevitable when you share space with someone. He's accustomed to a couple of soft, perfunctory kisses every day. Goodbye and good night, to the occasional hug. They'd been perfect bed partners in the sense that Kathy ran cold and he ran hot. It wasn't at all unusual to wake up with her burrowed against his chest or pressed along his back. And once, every few weeks or so, he'd made love to his wife. They hadn't been a couple who let things fizzle out entirely. They'd worked at it because it had been important to them to stay connected in that way. They hadn't made five children through a half-assed sex life. No, even in their fifties, Kathy rarely turned him away, and he likes to think it's because he'd rarely zoned out in bed. Even if they'd only had ten minutes of energy left, he'd given her those ten minutes, because she deserved them, because he'd been a shitty husband in so many other ways, he'd refused to accept their bedroom as another place he'd failed her. But he hasn't realized it all this time, how touch-starved he is, how much he misses that. He's never been alone like this before, without kids to hug, without his mother walking by to nudge his shoulder with hers. It's not something he's been conscious of. He hasn't been sitting around pining for a good snuggle. It's more that he's felt low, gray, fuzzy. When Olivia reaches for him, what's missing is suddenly so painfully obvious. Intimacy, emotional and physical. He wants that back. He wants it with her. And he just hopes they haven't fucked things up already. Soft touches against her sore eye are what wake her. His thumb, she thinks, brushing back and forth, back and forth. She wakes with the knowledge that he's still here. She doesn't have a groggy, panicked realization that someone's in her bed. She knows instantly. She knows from the heat radiating off of him, from the smell of his skin, the shape of his hand. She'd know him anywhere, in any lifetime. When she blinks her eyes open, he's right there, propped up with a fist at his temple, watching her with quiet contemplation. Hey, he rasps, eyes flicking back and forth between hers. They sink deep, right away, quiet and serious. He's watching her, waiting for her to panic. But panic is the farthest thing from her mind, pushed away by bone-deep exhaustion. She feels drained, weary, so very tired, still. He's here, and they're here, They've stripped away the last layer of propriety, and she isn't sure how much she can hide from him anymore. Pushing him away is getting too difficult when every part of her is crying out, reaching and aching and begging for him. I'm tired, she whispers, eyes fluttering shut when his thumb resumes those gentle strokes. He sighs heavily, 
and she knows the sound of his pain, feels the ache in him, too. Last night, what happened? She knows it's coming, knows she owes him an explanation. They have to talk, now. And it's been so long, she wonders if they've forgotten how. Thank you for staying, she murmurs, eyes searching. Without thinking about it too much, she reaches up to brush her knuckles gently along his jaw. He's prickly with stubble, and she hyper-focuses on the tiny hairs, feeling the scratch against her skin. It reminds her of the long cases, the bad ones, the ones that kept him away from his family. He'd never wanted to take any of it home, especially on those days. Ghosts in his eyes and rocks in his gut. She remembers the rush of warm affection, the protectiveness, the possessiveness she'd felt, coming in to find him sleeping at the station. She remembers the guilt after, the shame, internally berating herself, beating it all back because he wasn't hers to take care of. Not like that. There's something undeniably intimate about waking someone from sleep. She'd learned that a soft squeeze on the shoulder, a quiet murmur was always enough. He'd roll over and rub a palm across his jaw, itchy with a day's worth of growth. Once, a few years in, they'd both been despondent when she'd come to him in the morning. Instead of leaving, she'd sunk down on the opposite bed, and they'd just existed together in the quiet saying everything with nothing, until eventually he'd been the one to gather enough strength to get up. After that, she'd always stayed. Words were rare in those moments, but they'd both needed it, the comfort of being together. It'd been close and private in a way that felt allowed, something he'd been able to give and she'd been able to live with taking. Now, she wonders how they'd gone on like that. Burrowed so deep emotionally, it makes her chest ache. He's relaxed, and she's been lost in thought. And they've always done that, mirrored each other in the long moments. She's not panicking, and so he isn't either. He's waiting, she realizes, letting her work out what she wants to say. And she takes a long, slow breath, still tracing back and forth across his jaw. When did you first think about kissing me? He's caught off guard at first, lips parting. We don't talk about this, is what he's thinking, she knows. But she also knows, now, that it wasn't all in her head. It was real between them, all of it. She knows because when she had reached for him last night, he'd reached back. And not out of pity or obligation. He'd reached for her out of pure, raw need just as desperate, and just as tired of pretending. He sighs, and his brow relaxes. Truth? Yeah, she murmurs, smoothing his eyebrow. It's bushy, unruly. And she's always wanted to do this, run her thumb across it. The day we met, he admits on an exhale. I caught myself, but... Couldn't not notice how beautiful you were. Are. It's not the answer she's looking for, and he knows it. She can see it on his face as she waits, 
lets him work through the harder answer. She's not asking about his attraction to her. That's shallow. And they're not shallow. Haven't been since their second week together. His eyes settle on hers for a long moment, and her breath picks up a little and catches in her throat. She blinks, forces herself to keep looking at him, forces herself to take the step. When, she whispers, dragging the knuckle of her pointer finger over the very tip of his chin. He swallows and glances away for a second, dragging his teeth across his bottom lip. It didn't, it wasn't all at once for me, he offers quietly, vulnerable. I think at the beginning I just told myself it was something else. Protective instinct, being duty-bound, I called it a lot of things. But I think when Kathy left, he breaks off, scrubs a palm over his jaw. When I was alone, I started to realize how much I needed to be near you. That it wasn't about the work anymore, it, it was about other stuff. The meals and the late nights and the drives, our time. When it was about that more than anything else, I think, I, I knew. And it wasn't until it blew up in our faces that I realized how deep I was. It sits between them, still. A little boy in a train station. She nods, meets his eyes again and waits, senses there's more. What I felt on that first day, though, he murmurs, letting it flood into his eyes, letting her see. That's never gone away. I never... I didn't let myself look at you like that. I never wanted you to feel like I didn't see you as an equal, because I did. But it's always been there, for me. I've wanted to, so long. It's overwhelming, the way he's looking at her now. And he'd known it would be. He'd been right to hold it back. Because she can't imagine what would have happened had they not had the restraint. How was it, for you? He's soft and hesitant when he asks, like he wants to know, but he's afraid of her answer. You were safe, she says softly, smiling a little because the memories are good. I'd never had safe before, not like that. That's what it was at first, just this thing I knew I could count on. I liked knowing you like that. I'd never had that kind of relationship with anyone before, and I I thought at first it was just that, the knowing. But it, I tried to stop myself. I felt guilty for letting it happen. But in those first couple years, I knew what it was. His eyes are big and warm when he cups her cheek, swallows hard. How long? She's sure they've both thought about it. Over the years, the chain of events that brought them to each other, and everything that happened afterward. But talking about it like this, admitting everything that's been below the surface and unspoken looks and quiet actions. Year two, I think, she admits quietly, watching his eyes fill, feeling her own mirror his. 
I tried not to. I spent years trying not to let you be everything, but I knew that I was in love with you. I could never use those words, not even in my own head, but I knew. He clears his throat, blinks rapidly. I thought, I wondered, and eventually I knew, but not until later, not until. He breaks off and she hums, closing her eyes as a tear tracks down her cheek. He catches it with his thumb, and when she opens her eyes again, he's suddenly right there, in a way he's never been before. The fact that he loves her isn't mythical anymore. It's reality. It's terrifying and thrilling and real. The moment shifts, then. His palm slides warm and heavy against her neck, and she melts beneath his stare, chest heaving softly. His eyes go warm and hooded and, oh, that's what it looks like. He brings his hand up to cradle her cheek, dragging his thumb across her bottom lip, and she can't take it anymore. So she breathes his name and parts her lips as he leans down to kiss her. They sigh into it like it's relief, and she reaches up to hold the back of his neck, feels his skin flush with warmth. They come together in soft, full presses at first, and these are their first kisses, she decides, because she barely remembers last night, but she'll remember this, the tenderness of his mouth on hers, warm and quiet, in her bed for the rest of her life. She slides her thumbs under his jaw and tips her face up into the next view, and then he's on her, pressing and coaxing her mouth open sliding his tongue in against hers. The heat of it licks up her spine and settles into her belly, and she moans a little, dragging her teeth against his lip. It's instantaneous, the way it sweeps over them. Full body shivers and a need to touch, to press and explore. But they're in sync, always, and instead of rolling over, he gentles his mouth until their lips are just brushing, until they're sharing breath. Her hands wander over his back, and it's just the beginning, she realizes. There are so many parts of him she still doesn't know. I just want to stop pretending, she whispers, still a little breathless. I'm tired. Are you tired? He exhales, rests his forehead on hers, and nods, low and gravely when he agrees. Yeah. That's why I, last night she stops, unsure, and he lifts his head. It's okay, he murmurs, running his thumb down her throat, sending another shiver through her. Been wondering when you were finally going to jump me. It takes her a second, but then she laughs. It breaks the tension, and it's in that moment that she realizes he still knows her. He knows how much she can take, and when they need levity, and he still knows how to do that for her. They're still close, reluctant to give up the proximity now that they have it. And he slides a palm to her hip, bringing himself in even closer. He's warm enough to make her drowsy, familiar enough that her guard slips down without conscious thought. Let me take you to brunch, he murmurs 
gently bumping his nose against hers. I know a place. She smirks, letting her lips graze across his chin. You know a place, huh? Yeah, he rasps, his neck flushing a little. Good place. Casual. You'll like it. Where is it? Maybe I know it. You don't know it. How do you know I don't know it? He doesn't kiss her, but he comes right in against her mouth, murmuring, You don't know it. He's a lot like this, raspy and growly and heated in her bed, taking up space with his big, firm body and his heady scent. Her eyes slip closed, and she parts her lips to beckon him again, sighing into the long, slow kiss he lays on her, working their lips together, sucking on the bottom one as he pulls away. It makes her clench, that kiss, but then he's pulling back again. They won't. Not right now. Let me take you. Get some food in our bellies. Then we'll go get your boy. Her eyes lift to his and she pauses, watching the way he holds his breath. She wants it. She wants it all. But the fear is there. A pull that draws her chest in too close. Too tight. Just... He starts, reaches over to cradle her cheek, drawing her into his gaze. Just let me, just today, let me help. Is that okay? Today, she hears him, one day at a time, today. Yeah, she thinks she can do that. She breathes, closes her eyes for a second, and then she nods, softly tells him, okay. His grin is slow and gentle, and she can see him holding back some of his joy. Yeah? Yeah, she sighs, pursing her lips when the relief threatens to spill over, because she's not ready to just relax into this yet. But we're taking my car. Fine with me. And I can't. I might not be the best company today. He snorts. You act like I haven't already been trapped in a car with you on your grumpiest days. She hears his tiny intake of breath as they stare at each other, watches the falter in his eyes as he wonders if it's too much, too soon. She puts him out of his misery and playfully narrows her eyes, sees him visibly relax. She lets herself soften, has to consciously tell herself it's okay. Okay to lean in and look. Okay to appreciate the way his smile lights up his handsome face. Makes him look two decades younger. You're driving, she murmurs, a wave of comfort washing through her at just the thought of sitting beside him. He hums, leaning down to nuzzle his lips against her cheek. Was planning on it. I won't even complain if you nap. Just want to make this an easier day. It's so sweet that her eyes close against the burn of tears and her lips part when he kisses her cheek softly and then again, giving her hip a squeeze. She could have this, she knows. She feels him telling her with every atom of his being that he wants to give her this. It takes her breath away, makes her pulse race. Today. She breathes, remembers that they're just planning today. 
for now. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.